Beloved Church of God, beginning our divine service before God, let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And allow your inheritance in the name of the covenant of blood to be lifted to unreachable heights and to break all evil and sin that binds us. May in the service be cursed as before all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, ignorance, covetousness, all of this, let it depart from the tents of your holy nation and stand, Lord, in the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness. And may your saints be clothed in your salvation. May they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and allow us to find your holy countenance. I present the service into your divine arms. Guide it with your uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. May the Lord bless you. You may be seated.
Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. I want to know that in search for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we are referring to God's role and the role of man and not what must be done primarily and what must be done secondarily. I have heard many times that people interpreting this place of scripture with their carnal mind, they've affirmed that first one must seek the kingdom of heaven and then one must seek his righteousness and then search for prosperity. Here we're talking about not what is primary and what is secondary, but roles, what God's role is and what man's role is. And so from this place of scripture, it follows that to achieve a blessed life and a blissful life in our spiritual life as well as our material sphere, we need to cooperate these two spheres with one another and the instruments that partake to this cooperation. And if we desire to have 
uh, prosperity in both spheres, then we, upon cooperating with these spheres, must seek for the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, because the original doesn't say to search for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, it says to seek for the kingdom of God in His righteousness, because the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And because the right, the kingdom of God is righteousness, then how do we search for it differently? Or apart the original it says search for the kingdom of god in his righteousness and the rest shall be added to you as i often say when in the soviet union you take some kind of expensive book it is given this expensive book is the kingdom of god and then the free offering or what is what else is offered to you with it is material blessings the spiritual sphere we must know is when searching for the kingdom of god and his righteousness we need for the physical sphere to be to serve the spiritual sphere and yield the spiritual sphere. The spiritual sphere is the invisible sphere of our faith in God and His Word or our trust and hope in Him. James 2.5 Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which He promised to those who love Him? James 2.5 The physical or the material sphere is the visible sphere of our relations in the physical world that must discover itself. Romans chapter 6 verse 19 says, For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slave of righteousness for holiness. It is impossible to be successful with having two instruments to achieve prosperity. And these two instruments are the in spiritual instruments as well as physical instruments. Someone focuses on physical instruments by and while violating the spiritual and on the contrary, this disbalance is the reason for the calamity of Mary Saint of very many saints, because together these two instruments should bring prosperity. Under spiritual instruments, we are referring to sowing in our spirit, the seed of the Word of God, which is the spiritual investment or the spiritual capital. And the physical instruments that must cooperate with these spiritual instruments, we are referring to the sowing material goods, or rather money, and the source through which we receive the seed of the Word of God. This kind of behavior will lead to wisdom. It will allow us to sow, to sow in God. Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Our investment of the material into the Spirit is the basis of us 
reaping eternal life. And our offerings to God and tithes and offerings on one end will help us be successful in spiritual components in things such as faith, health, relation, knowledge, and things like money and material goods. Psalms 106, verses 3. Blessed are those who keep justice and who do does righteousness all, at all times. It's very important for us to understand this cooperation between these two instruments. So when searching for the kingdom of God in His righteousness, we search for the power of God, the revelation of God. When we do this, God is going to care for us to bless us, but He will bless us just as He finds it necessary, not as we wish or as we desire it. And oftentimes we say to ourselves, I must in this year earn this much in this month. Oftentimes this is preached by false, false apostles because Scripture talks about it differently. When we search for God and we honor God in tithes and offerings, not to have blessings in the material sphere, but in order to have spiritual blessings and we allow God Himself to give us as much as He sees fit. To some, God gives millions. To others, God gives thousands. And to others, even less than that. And yet, only He knows why He gives this much to some and as much to others. We should never envy others and we should never compare ourselves to others who is perhaps more materially wealthy. We must look at the relationship with these people with God. If God has given people more, He's given it with one purpose so that man could invest what He has given him in the kingdom of heaven. If He, if he invests in the flesh, then He will sow calamity and reap calamity. Exodus chapter 27 verse 20, you shall command the children of Israel that they bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. A lamp in the church, in many churches, dwindles. Why? Because this lamp in the church is a person who is placed at the head of the church. And if saints do not honor God in tithes and offerings, then this lamp will not be able to help them. This lamp will be used by God when saints fulfill it. They don't go into the house of God with empty hands, but they honor God in tithes and offerings and they search for Him. And we have talked about how to honor God in tithes is first and foremost to affirm ourselves as holy unto God. If we refuse to honor God in tithes and offerings which are holy unto the Lord, in doing so, we refuse to acknowledge that we are holy unto God, that we are hallowed. God does not, ex does, God does not ex uh, accept what is holy unless man himself is holy. When we honor God in tithes and offerings, we affirm before Him that we are His belonging, that we are in His use. May your mercy and wisdom be blessed, and may it dwell in my house. Let us stand and let us honor God in tithes and offerings, and we will sing together. Let Jesus rule my heart instead of mammon. And we will remember that each time we honor God in tithes and offerings, we acknowledge over us His authority and we express our love 
Without honoring God in tithes and offerings, our worship loses its meaning. And we, being found in church, will be found somewhere that is not in the house of God. To end up in the spiritual courts of the house of God, we must honor God in tithes and offerings. And therefore, let us praise God. I will remind you that each time Israel had honored God in tithes and offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses or the temple of Solomon, they were called to, according to the words which Moses had received as a revelation from God, to raise their hands over their offerings and proclaim one unique proclamation that they were faithful to for thousands of years. We, being that same Israel, tied to that same root, drinking from the same olive tree, will do the same thing. <laughs> Please raise your right hand, a symbol of your righteous act over your offerings, and pray along with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated the tithes from my home and brought them into your home so that your home may have food. I do not give imperially. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to express my love and to acknowledge your authority. And according to your word, I ask you, right now, may your heavenly windows be opened, and may your blessing come down abundantly upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen.
Отдаси народи бедут при тобой, за крови громогласно ангел трубою, собирает народы от края до края земли, за крови громогласно ангел трубою, собирает народы от края до края земли. Итак, если у вас есть Библия, можете открыть вместе со мной знакомое для нас место, в котором бездна и мудрости Божией, которую невозможно исчислить и невозможно измерить. Матфея 5 глава, стихи 45-48. «Да будете сынами Отца вашего Небесного». То есть это приказ, повеление «да будете». Ибо Он повелевает Солнцу Своему восходить над злыми и добрыми и посылает дождь на праведных и неправедных. Итак, будьте совершенны, как совершен Отец Ваш Проповедь, которую я хочу продолжить, это призыв Святого Духа к Церкви последних дней, призванные к совершенству. Не просто дойти до порога, как некоторые. Мне бы до порога, они не стремились никогда к совершенству. Они, зачем мне совершенство, если я могу иметь спасение без совершенства? Их обманули. Невозможно иметь спасение без стремления к совершенству. А людей обманули. Если вы думаете, что вы будете у порога, не стремясь к совершенству, попадете к какому-то порогу, вы ошибаетесь, вы не понимаете, что такое порог. Быть у порога – это уже быть нужно совершенным. Потому что порог – это признание Божьего порядка. Князь доходил до порога, там поклонялся, а дальше его жертву нес священник, то есть дух. Это образ. Поэтому если вы думаете, что буквальный порог какого-то дома существует, то буквальных порогов не существует, потому что церковь, дом Божий – это люди, это масса людей. И порогом там является пятигранное служение, признание Божьего посланника. Вот что такое порог. Они не признают Божьего посланника и говорят, да мне лишь бы до порога. не важно как. Это не пройдет так. Мы в связи с исследованием пути ведущего к совершенству стали исследовать путь ведущих к Богу как своему жениху в событии образа пути Ревеки к Исааку. И обратились к исследованию признаков, представленных в невесте Агнца, которую представляет Ревека в достоинстве Лилии и Долин, потому что невеста Агнца обладает этим вот достоинством, на которую мы призываемся смотреть очами сердца, чтобы сформировать себя в образ совершенства, присущего нашему Посмотрите на Лилии, Луки 12, 27, 32, как они растут и трудятся, не придут. Но говорю вам, что и Соломон во всей славе своей не одевался так, как всякое из них. Если же траву на поле, которая сегодня есть, а завтра будет брошена в печь, Бог так одевает, то коль не пачи вас, маловеры. Итак, не ищите, что вам есть или что пить, и не беспокойтесь, потому что всего этого и ищут люди мира сего. Вас же те, Знает, For all these things, the nations of the world seek after, and your father knows that you need these things. But seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. 
Do not Ибо отец ваш благоволил вам царство. Итак, исходя из данного постановления, смотреть на невидимые процессы, дали ночами сердца, это повеление, необходимое для обретения Царства Небесного, дающего право облекаться в совершенство Небесного Отца. мы начнем облекаться совершенство нашего Небесного Отца. And for this purpose, we turned to в то время как видимые цели, отраженные в материальном успехе и благополучии, известности, дарах Духа, помазания и так далее, когда мы, будучи детьми Божьими, обращаем наше внимание и смотрим на видимые цели, они преобразовывают нас из поклонников Бога в идолопоклонников и впоследствии производят жатву в вечном бесславии, позоре и Дело в том, что повиновение благовествуемому Слову о Царстве Небесном невозможно без взирания на это а почему принцип взирания — это основание, необходимое для действия одного из самых могущественных способов производимого почвы нашего сердца? Если мы не будем взирать на это слово, посевание произойдет, почва нашего сердца не примет. Оказывается, это через то, что мы взираем, сосредотачиваем свой взор на определенном обетовании Божьем, которое мы слышим, и тогда только оно попадает в почву сердца. Таким образом, те объекты, на которые мы смотрим с вожделением, то есть с желанием, сеются в почву нашего сердца и производят плод, который трансформирует наше естество, природу этого объекта. Мы отметили, что хитрый змей прекрасно понимал и был осведомлен в отношении удивительного принципа. А посему проникнул в пределы сада Едемского, не встретив преграды никакой. задача Адама и Евы и at the door of his house. And so you know what happened. He turned to the wife and prompted a desire and interest in her for the forbidden fruit and was successful in turning her eyes to this forbidden fruit. Genesis 3.6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasing to the eyes, she first saw it and then took it. So when she turned her eyes to it, she greatly desired it. And the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. The results today, we see, we are calamitous today. People inside are always battling between themselves inside. The new man and the old man experience this discomfort because. 
his mother, his uh, great-grandmother, and back, back, and back, uh, they turned their eyes to the forbidden fruit. And they turned their eyes because they did not watch. They allowed the slice of serpent to enter in, Eve and Adam. How then, during the worship, did a serpent... <coughs> during the time of prayer, if you pay attention, you get a lot of interesting thoughts that generally don't come to you. I've experienced this a lot. While you're not praying, everything's fine, but as soon as you focus to pray, some kind of thoughts, strange thoughts start coming in, that sometimes even horrific thoughts come into your mind, and you need to immediately cast them out with, with, with anger to remove them. And rebuke the devil. <coughs> it is the devil uh, trying to put something of his own into your thoughts. Or through somebody else, is it true that everything your pastor says is true? Uh, <coughs> so if your pastor is not speaking the full truth, then why are you going to church if you don't believe that it's the Some people say, well, I don't march under his flags. Then why are you going to church if you don't believe that this is the full, complete truth of God? Stand on your knees and ask God to show you who your person is to be, that pastor that he'll reveal to you that person that is supposed to be the shepherd that you're supposed to follow. And be very careful because this person things that people have decided Поэтому, how pastors should be like. Человек, and so if God человеком, said this person, ему. then follow after that person and take an example Sowing of seeds of sin as well as sowing seeds of good or righteousness happen when you look upon objects of sin or objects of good depending on the seed. 2 Samuel 11, 2-4 Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent а потому что это был ее дом. Вот у вас есть у меня И прямо там стояла джакузи. And so the owner of the house uh, was bathing and never paid attention that somebody, somebody else was seeing her there. But the fact that she was in her house, it was private She, was, she could tan or whatever she could do there because it was her home. And so that's how they were disciplined, culture. And the same thing there, she came out, she was bathing, it was her house. She was a wealthy woman. Her husband was one of the 30 captains of David. And he, and he lived adjacent to the And so instead of going to battle, like when all the other kings were going out, he 
Если бы это искушение пришло во время того, когда он пошел на войну, Бог бы его сохранил. Я знаю по себе, когда я нахожусь там, где я должен быть, меня искушения не касаются, потому что там Бог охраняет, но Бог никогда не охраняет человека там, где он не должен находиться. Вот в чем вы можете хоть каким быть духовным, хоть как вы можете быть мертвы к прелюбодеянию и, и, и другим грехам. Но не дай Бог вам оказаться не в том месте, где вы должны оказаться. У вас не будет никакой защиты, и вы будете удивляться. Вы это ненавидели, и как вы туда влетели. Мне многие говорят, я не знаю, как я это сделала. Я ненавижу этот грех. Я его ненавидела. Я не знаю, как я это сделала. Бедная женщина мучает себя, рвет на часы, потому что она ненавидела этот грех. Я говорю, вы оказались в том месте, где вы не должны были оказаться. Наблюдайте во времени, где вы должны быть, что вы должны делать. Если человек может пойти в собрание, почтить субботу, и не пошел, он нарушил субботу, то обязательно с ним может что-то случиться, может постепенно отладевать, придут какие-то искушения, и там, где он мог бы защитить себя, и Бог бы его защищал, Бог не будет защищать. Бог защищает человека только в границах своих заповедей. Было время, когда цари выходят на войну, а Давид остался дома. Ему сказали, люди его не пойдешь с нами больше на войну, чтобы не угас светильник Израиля. И он подумал, ну и что, вот и хорошо. Но знаете, вот, и когда он не вышел на войну, вот что с ним случилось. And so when he did и послал Давид разведок, кто эта женщина, и сказали ему, это Версалия, дочь Ильяма, жена Давид послал Когда жена когда мы смотрим на невидимые цели в Динамике, царство они преобразовывают нас в образ Сына Божия и производят кем он для нас является, плод вечной славы при избытке, когда мы смотрим не на видимое, но на невидимое, ибо невидимое время, невидимое вечное. Итак, мы отметили, что, во-первых, результатом взирания на растущую лилию Лилии, то есть это 
одна из because of your new person and your renewed mind. And you can be dressed. And when you dress into the immortal body, resurrection, then the viruses that attack your body now will stop working. And the weakness that is currently within your body, if you can imagine resurrection of life, how powerful it, it, it is. It will return a person and all of his cells will be renewed and all of the wrinkles will go away. Everything will go away. That's what it's talking about. Let's read this place of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 10, 11, and this is not the only place of Scripture. We especially uh, study this on Fridays, but the Holy Spirit uh, has led us in a way that our Friday and Sundays are a similar theme. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Not when our body will be new, but in this mortal body the life of Christ needs to be revealed. And so the death of the Lord in us is the seed of the lily that has been fertilized in the soil of our heart. At the same time, the life of Jesus inside of our body is the fruit that has grown has been grown from the seed, the fruit being the lilies of the valley. And so what, is, what are the virtues of the lily of the valley in a person? This is the kingdom of heaven that has come in strength. And so every time I pay specific attention to the fact that there's a big difference between the kingdom of heaven in the form of the seed and the kingdom of heaven that grows already into a tree of life from that seed. When we accept it in the form of a seed, we plant it in tears and we wait because we are needing to call the not existent as existent within this time. And people laugh at us and our flesh itself says, what? What are you doing? And you have pain all over your body. You're, you're falling apart. You're destroyed, and yet you think that you're proclaiming something, and you think something will happen with you. That in Jesus Christ you truly are healed. That in Jesus Christ you truly are free. How are you free? You're not free at all. Your body is going against you. Your, your people are going against you. Your wife or husband are. are how long are you going to be sitting at that television or or husband to wife, they, they, have, they cast a lot of doubt, your children cast doubt. And you're in shock. But you need to not pay attention to all of these things because these are seen factors. You need to look at the unseen and confess the unseen. This is that seed. And as soon as the fruit comes, this is then the miracle. Then the people that are around you will begin to see that spiritual strength, that spiritual authority, they will experience that they will feel something, some kind of dignity or some kind of kind of uh, power of God because God is with you. Before it was not seen, but now they will all see because there will be a light, a true light, when from the seed the tree will grow. While the tree has not yet grown and you receive the seed, you're not yet a light. Yes, you're a light in the Lord, but even for the Lord, uh, you're not yet, you can't even show in, to God in your faith these nine uh, 
qualities and fruits of the spirit because they're not yet present uh, while they're still in the seed. They're there, but they're not shown in the form of the fruit. Красота лилии это одно из могущественных достоинств Sharon and the lily of the valley. Why do we need to look with the eyes of the heart? Because with this mind, you won't be able to really see what it says. But with your heart, when you begin to look, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal because the Heavenly Father says that He has these qualities of this flower that something happens inside of Himself, the dynamic of life. Like a lily among thorns. Further here he shows, like a lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Songs of Solomon 2, 1, 2. He also he says that she's different from others as a lily from thorns. The difference he sees other Christians in their most part, he sees in the most part holy people that are come to salvation. He sees them as thorns, but the small flock, he sees they're different from those thorns as a lily from thorns. The natural beauty of the lily and the virtue of the bride of the lamb are contrasted to the thorns, the nature of the other daughters attempting to clean the calling of the bride and the attention of her groom. And let us look at the definition of these thorns. By the words of Christ, these are the cares of this generation, where a person looks upon seeing or visual goals, these goals being materialistic success. They see materialistic success in God, and this looking at materialistic things, he sees that if he'll have this in God, he thinks that godliness is a means of gain, and this understanding, this position, chokes the kingdom of heaven in the death of the Lord Jesus. And it is sometimes without fruit. This is what uh, the parable of the sower, Jesus explained this parable of the sower. Matthew 13, Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who he hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word, and he becomes unfruitful. Matthew 13, I grew up as a child in a, in a church, and they always preach that thorns are persecution. And we sang songs, we walk upon these thorny paths. Uh, and then when I began to realize, <coughs> I was about 15, 14, 15, I came to one of the brothers that was preaching and said, here it's written that thorns are when people want to be wealthy. <coughs> but he said, he just kind of laughed at me and said, you're just like a little sheep, why are you, why are you saying these things? But I said, no, this is not suffering, I say here. For some reason, I had nothing. I did not get upset at him. I loved this person. I saw in him as my. I saw in this person my teacher. But he did not like that question when I. I showed that this this was not persecution, but wanting to be This is specifically why the other daughters claiming the status of the bride and the attention of the beloved. They're in the likeness of these thorns because their goal. 
Образ лилии в сердце человека – это результат взирания на невидимое Итак, чтобы избрать жизнь вечную, нам следует не забывать и постоянно фокусировать свое образное Псалом 118.5.7 говорится, «О, если бы направлялись пути моей к соблюдению тогда я не постыдился бы, взирая на все заповеди твои. Я славил бы в правоте тебя в правоте Образ растущей лилии – это образ человека, обладающим 
Because people preach different Christs and different Jesus, not the Jesus that is in Scripture. Many times I needed to pre preach in accordance to Scripture, and they told us we don't understand this way, and that's it. And they look at me, but we don't understand it that way. He says, you're a heretic. He said that drunkards... And fornicators, they uh, will inherit the same destiny. Or, and the pastor asks, <coughs> and then a man asks the pastor, but we don't understand uh, this the same way. But the, 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 the member says, but he's not the one who said this, he read this in scripture. He didn't say this from his own thoughts, and you call him a heretic, but he read it. In scripture, we need to see who the heretic is then. What Jesus we're preaching, it is also necessary to have a full understanding of those qualities and characteristics that are contained in truth that is identified as the growing lily amongst which the beloved feeds us. Songs of Solomon 2.16, my beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds his flock among the she belongs to him because he feeds her among the lilies. He doesn't feed her among the lilies. He is not there. Those churches where they proclaim materialistic success, there's no Lord there. There are miracles, generally, counterfeit miracles. And they say there's such power, there's such power there, but scripture says this is very dangerous. The beloved does not feed among thorns, he feeds among lilies. And thorns are the desires uh, to become wealthy. The fruit of the Spirit revealed in the growing lily of the valley is the result that happens from knowing the teaching about the blood of Christ and the teaching about the cross of Christ. United, these two are the root system of the teaching of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh. In a particular format, as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith, we have already studied a series of allegories that that contain signs that identify the image of the bride of the Lamb in the virtues of the lily of the valley and have been studying the dialogue of the most beautiful of women with her beloved in the book of the Songs of Solomon. Let's read this. It's, a very, it's, it's amazing by itself and contains a lot of principles and truths. Songs of Solomon 5, 2 through 5. I sleep, but my heart is awake. It is the voice of my beloved. He knocks, saying, Open for me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew. 
my locks with the drops of the night. I have taken off my robe. How can I put it on again? I have washed my feet. How can I defile them? My beloved put his hand by the latch of the door, and my heart yearns for him. I arose to open for my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh. My fingers with liquid myrrh on the handles of the lock. We note that in the given place of Scripture, the dialogue of the most beautiful of women with her beloved Lord revealed the sacred relationship of the holy people. These people linked are linked to that coming or appearing of the Lord in the air, and this dialogue serves as evidence that the holy people are ready for this meeting. Therefore, if we have truly loved the appearance of the Lord, then it will be necessary for us to uncover and examine or test ourselves as to whether we are ready to meet with the Lord in the air when he appears for those who are waiting for him in salvation in their heart. And to reveal and identify the specific signs in the dialogue of the most beautiful of women with her beloved, we, thanks to the revelation of the Holy Spirit studying these places in Scripture, in Hebrew present a more elaborate version. I am submerged into the death of my Lord, in which I have died for my nation, for my house, and for my corrupt desires. But my inner person, in the resurrection of my Lord, is vigilant in prayer. Here is the calling cry of my beloved, that by the knock upon my door, proclaims the ability to use his right to the power, to reveal his strength in the works of righteousness. Now open to me, my sister, overfilled with my peace. Здесь написано более обширно отворение сестрами by this authority that represents me, sent by me to you, is overfilled with the words of life and the power of my spirit, and the people that follow after them died for sin, so that they may live for righteousness and perform righteousness. And she responds, I have taken off the role of the sinful man with his deeds, collaborating my cross with the cross of Christ. And do not desire to be dressed in him anymore, because I have allowed my feet to be washed, admitting my sins before the sons of my mother. I also wash their feet, forgiving their sins, and do not desire to defile my feet again by sinning against the sons of my mother. To this response, my beloved for evidence of his love has stretched out his hand to me because of the offering which I presented. The latch of the door is this offering. You can't receive anything from God if there will not be a prayer. Offering is a prayer. You, the prayer needs to be in such a way that God would be able to respond to it. And this offering, which I presented testifying of my respect towards God and called me to liberty from the dependence of my old man with his deeds and has given me the strength to restrain my mouth and place a guard over my mouth. And my insides began to worry when he began to act. And I arose from ruins of death by the power of his resurrection. And I cast off the burden of the old law so that the beloved would be able to carve upon the tablets of my heart the words of the New Testament that would be able to clothe me 
into his righteousness so that my mouth would be able to be filled with fragrant praise Итак, and the words of my mouth, like myrrh, would produce incense from the four horns of the golden altar of incense. In this place of scripture, presented in the format of a dialogue, we paid our attention to the five moments. The most beautiful of women Moses said, uh, it shall pour down like rain, the teaching. As we together have now understood that the latch of the door through which the beloved stretches his hand is presented, presenting yourself to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for his wise service. This we see clearly in Romans, where says, Paul says, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed in the <coughs> spirit of your mind so that you may know the holy and acceptable and perfect will of God. And until a person removes this uh, sinful man from himself taking off this robe. Of course, these are allegories, but Apostle Paul wrote this directly. And so people, when they read this, they say, what does it mean to offer yourself as a living sacrifice? But we, here we see what this is. And to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. For the most beautiful of women, it was necessary to take off of herself the robe of the sinful man with his works. I've taken off the robe of the sinful man with his deeds, collaborating my cross with the cross of Christ. And do not desire to be dressed in him anymore, because I have allowed my feet to be washed in many of my sons before the sons of my mother. My sins before the sons of my mother. Чтобы вас простили, надо еще признать, что вы виновны. Otherwise, they're, they're clean because the Lord has redeemed us and washed us and cleansed us. But when we, in communication with each other, do something wrong towards each other, we defile our feet. And then we need to go to my husband or my wife and say, forgive me. And if the husband forgives, he washes your feet in this way. Or the husband comes to the wife, forgive me. And if she forgives, then in this way she washes his feet, because washing of feet is a symbol of forgiveness. We know that in Hebrew, the phrase I have taken off the robe means to tear off the skin from an animal while it is still alive. Therefore, the phrase I have taken off the robe means I have allowed my skin to be removed from myself so that in my suffering I may lose my former life. So that I lose that old life 
И мы знаем, что образ такого постоянного снимания с себя ветхого кихитона мы находим и уже в той или иной одежде омытые Поэтому очень важно понять эту мысль, что прежде чем человек облечется в смирение, достоинство, которого он получит, возможность признать свою вину перед сыновьями матери своей, а также простить вину сыновьям матери своей, которые они совершили ему необходимо будет совершить Всякий раз, когда вы по-настоящему прощаете, вы срываете себя человека. Для этой цели необходимо внесение Христа соработать с Христом Христом, Because the truth about the blood of Christ purifies us from sin. At the same time, the truth about the cross of Christ separates us from the producer or the factory of sin, that is, our old or sinful man. Two different things that the cross and the blood do. In a particular format, we've already looked at the essence of the cross of Christ and the essence of our cross, and the differences between our cross and the cross of Christ, as well as based upon what principles our cross calls and able to collaborate with the cross of Christ, And, to, and have stopped to study the next question. By what signs are we able to determine that our cross collaborates with the cross of Christ and not its counterfeit? We note that the image of the cross of Christ is presented in the 12 stones that were placed at the bottom of the Jordan. Это был образ смерти. И в 12 камней, взятых с дна Иордана, знаменующих победу над грехом во плоти. Израильтяне не видят. The stones that were in there, they did not see. God said to Moses, when the children asked you, what are these 12 stones that you are so careful carrying of them that you took from the bottom of the Jordan, then you will say to your children, that Israel passed through the Jordan when the children of God came in, when a person of God came in, so that they, that they passed by the staff of the, and so these 12 stones testify of the fact that the sin in the mortal body can be defeated by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Further, образ нашего креста The image of our cross, carrying our cross, we die for our nation, for our house, and for our corrupt desires, presented in the twelve stones from which the altar of the Lord was constructed. The twelve stones of the altar reveal the good goals and good motives of our heart. 
This is what, what I am seeking when I bring my tithes to God. Because he says this is my prerogative to bless me. Your prerogative is not to wait for blessings, but your prerogative is to seek me, to worship me. These are two different things, but we, when we bring, we begin to wait for something different. We begin to look at something else, something visual, materialistic. He said he's obligated to fulfill it because he said it. Why does he not fulfill his word? He does, but you don't see the difference. There's your role and God's role. His role is to give to you and how much to give. He knows as a father, you don't give your children everything that they ask. Dad, I want a car. But you say, son, you're only 12 years old. It's okay, I still want it. And dad has money and dad can buy it. But dad says, no, this will not work. And so there are many things that children ask and we can give them, but we don't for specific reasons because we love them, because these things can kill them or they need to be given in the correct time. And so these good motives, these 12 stones, what I'm seeking, am I honoring God and have satisfaction in honoring him? <coughs> or do I want to receive something from it? And so the living sacrifice that is presented upon the altar is the means that is used to reach these good goals. If the 12 stones are the motives, the living sacrifice are the means that is used to reach those good motives or goals. The first living sacrifice that presented himself upon this altar, the altar in this case being the cross, is Christ himself that is open to us with his living sacrifice, the path to the inheritance contained in his precious blood. In the New Jerusalem, as well as in our heart, the image of the living sacrifice upon the altar of 12 stones are the 12 pearly gates, which are the key to the inheritance of the blood of Christ in our heart, которое выражено в наследии жизни вечной, содержащейся в крови Христовой. Обратите, все 12 и все жемчуг. Только по именам можно определить. And by the names, can you identify them? The principles. There где обывались там тоже страдания. 12 oxen, and they uh, uh, represent the teaching of Christ. Christ. So different 12, different, uh, different items with each one being 12, they have different uh, examples um, that we need to understand. And so the 12 pearly gates within our heart are the key in entering the kingdom of heaven, that is, the inheritance of eternal life that is contained in the blood of Christ. And this inheritance is presented in the new Jerusalem, in the tree of life that bears its fruit twelve times, bearing fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. We, in a particular form, have studied the names of the twelve patriarchs written upon the pearly gates. These names identify the requirements based upon which we are called to collaborate with the cross of Christ when we carry our cross. Учитывая, что признаками в нашей сработе Христом Христовым призваны стать в нашем сердце результаты воскресения в Старом Завете определение 
Это некое указание на образ будущего, которое должно было открыться в Новом Завете, которое человек получал оправдание по дару благодати, независимо от закона Моисеева, производящего гнев. А с другой стороны, определение слова «новый» в Старом Завете указывало на воскресение жизни, выраженное в плодах дерева в определенном формате мы уже рассмотрели плод Духа, представленный в образе плодов древа жизни, принесенных в первые два месяца священного года, и остановились на рассматривании праздников и событий, входящих и отмеченных Писанием в третьем месяце священного года, месяце Это середина мая или июля. Это... То есть... Сиван. Интересно само по себе название. И в первую очередь плод этого месяца состоял в том, что в шестой день праздновалась Пятидесятница, или праздник Седмиц, который одновременно назывался и праздником Жатвы. Мы отметили, что в нашем случае празднование праздника Пятидесятницы — это принятие Святого Духа в свое сердце как Господа и Господина своей жизни, что позволяет нам привязать себя к Святому Духу на условиях, установленных Писанием, чтобы быть водимыми Святым Духом. Потому что все, водимые Духом Божьим, суть Сыны Божии. И мы всегда толковали. То есть мне так толковали, я вырос в таких собраниях, где толковали быть водимым Духом Божьим, это значит говорить на них язык. Поэтому все люди, не говорящие на них языках, это и не дети Божьи. А поэтому на баптистах смотрите, как на обыкновенных язычников. А на православных тем более. И на Малакан и так далее. А у нас там были Малакан, и Баптисты, и Ежевочи, это целое поселение было Малакан. Они еже на каждый вечер собирались где-то в каком-то дворе, устраивали пиршество такое, просто встречали, там лапша какая-то, но пели, очень много пели, и пели не только псалмы Давида. А молились тоже только псалмы. Кто брал молитву, то наизусть читал какой-то псалом. Но я видел, и чувствовал Божье присутствие, и там, я был у баптистов, чувствовал и там. Кстати, и у православных я тоже чувствовал присутствие Божье. Вы сказали, не может такого быть, может. Бог не в рукотворенных храмах, это вот там. И я помню, как одна женщина, она была у нас в гостях, москвичка, она покаялась она увидела, у нее сильно желание такое было пойти к Господу, как-то все познакомиться с Богом, и она понимала, что в православной церкви она не может этого найти. Она уже туда ходила. И она решила посмотреть на остановки людей, как увидела такую достойную женщину, богообразную И она спросила, извините, вы едете на богослужение? Она говорит, да. А можно мне с вами поехать? Она говорит, да, пожалуйста. И привозит ее в православную церковь. Она так ну, разочаровалась, она думала, что она ее куда-то, so какой-то протестантская эта женщина, жена, очень высокопоставленного военного человека. То есть он обладал званием генерал-лейтенант. И он знал, что его жена вот так покаялась, и что ходит, и он не против был. Потом она попала на ячейки, они собираются по ячейкам, эти православные. И разбирают писание, как в ячейках разбирают. 
Uh, and she was able to find God You wouldn't go to your boss and, and start screaming immediately when you have a question. They would immediately probably ask a secretary to call uh, someone to come and help you because they'll think something wrong with you. And so, and so as Elijah told these uh, false prophets that were trying to uh, sacrifice, if you remember, he told them, shout. Shout uh, louder so that your gods can actually hear you. Elijah came out really honorably and he prayed and lifted his hands and said, the Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, turn these people to yourself. See that I've done everything in accordance to your words. He just spoke a few sentences and the fire from heaven came. And the wood and the offering and the stones and the sand and everything was devoured and the nation of God became afraid because it was the Lord and great presence and, and might was in that place uh, from God at the time. 
провал отсюда не ушел. Я старты. Давайте их всех сюда. So всех их. He said if the Lord is God, а, not a single priest of Baal should be still be standing. And so he said gather all of them. повел их к потоку и написано he led them out to a stream. And he himself destroyed them there. Imagine a thousand people. Вот каким был пророк Илья святым человеком. Он мог поднять меч и уничтожить Израиль. По каким признакам следует судить, что мы в крещении святым духом приняли его не в качестве гостя, как принимает избранный Богом остаток? И по каким признакам следует судить, что мы водимся духом Божьим, а не своим духом, за которым стоит Дух Обольстителя. Особенно будьте осторожны, потому что это великий грех. Не приписывайте ваши мысли, которые у вас возникают, небесному Отцу, небесному Отцу, Итак, в определенном формате мы рассмотрели первый вопрос, с кем является Какую и отметили, что главное отличие человеческого духа от духа Божия заключается в том, что Святой Дух это Бог. В то время как вы поняли меня? Если вы что-то приняли, во что-то верите, то Дух Святой над этой верой. Потому что эта вера — это Слово Божие, это Бога. И как только вы будете исповедовать, вот когда написано, «И сказал Бог, да будет свет, и стал». Дух Святой производил это. Откровение о Святом Духе, его принятие, 
как Господин отдается только тем святым, кто изучает и соблюдает заповеди Христова. Если любите меня, соблюдите мои заповеди, и я умолю Отца и даст вам другого утешителя, да пребудет с вами в обед. Иоанна 14.15. Если любите меня, соблюдите мои заповеди. Вот кто любит, соблюдает заповеди, только тогда дается им Святой Дух как Говорение на иных языках является результатом крещения Святым Духом. Призвание назначения иного языка в целом направлено на то, чтобы дать нам возможность осуществить свое его народу. Однако призвание и назначение иного языка исполняют свои цели тогда, когда мы понимаем их назначение как орудие в соответствии норм, установленных в Писании. При этом мы отметили, что именно при крещении Святым Духом мы получаем уникальную судьбоносную возможность либо принять Святого Духа в качестве Господина нашей жизни, чтобы получить от Него и в Нем силу произвести полное и тотальное разделение или размежевание с нашим народом, с нашим домом и с нашими разливающими желаниями, чтобы и продолжать оставаться в зависимости от своего народа, от своего дома и от своих расливающих желаний. И подменять Духа делами плоти в предмете не имеющего в себе силы воскресения. Мы отметили, что те, кто полагают, что крещение Святым Духом можно заслужить добрыми делами, молитвами и постом, на самом деле не покоряются истине подчеркивается в Библии особым образом. Говорю же вам, что за всякое праздное слово, который по своей природе это установленный Богом порядок. И порядок такого сотрудничества будет возможен при условии, если между нашим Духом и нашим обновленным будет осознанное сотрудничество. Если наше мышление не будет обновлено Духом нашего ума, мы не сможем поняться Богу то есть поклонникам Бога. Нам необходимо знать, что исходя из Писания, тело человека является домом для его духа или одеянием его личностного я. 
temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. First Corinthians 3:16. Христос говорит, кто не со мной, кто не собирается с He explains how this happens. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. And finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. An encounter passed, and a person took part in this encounter, and is finished. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse, worse than the first. The body of a person gives the evil spirit and the Holy Spirit the right to function within and based upon scripture only a person living in the body can allow through his body God or Satan to affect planet earth God said let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air Genesis 1.26 proclaiming these words God specifically uh, explain his relationship with, that he will have with the person. We are created in God's image and we have the ability to live and cooperate uh, with two worlds or in two worlds, the seen and unseen. We are the spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body. The function of the soul is the mind, the will and emotions that are not able to be seen. The function of the spirit is the conscience, worship and intuition also earning The body of a person is the tool used for our spiritual person as well as our person of the flesh. When we give or submit our body for the person of the flesh, it becomes a tool of sin and unrighteousness. When we give our body, for the use of the new born spirit or new person, it becomes a tool of righteousness. Romans 6.13 And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Based upon this statement to give your body as a tool to your newborn spirit, it will be necessary for us to learn and, I, and give definition to the qualities of our spirit and the first component of the quality of our spirit or our Eden, where our worship is to happen and our communication with God is, is our conscience. The conscience is a unique quality of a person that differs him from all other creation on earth pretty much uh, lifts him up or elevates him over or above anything else on earth. Let us draw near with a true, true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promises is faithful. Hebrews 10.22.23 Any offering given brought to God from an evil or a conscience that is unclean It doesn't bring blessing to God, but it prompts his wrath. As Apostle Paul writes, 1 Timothy 1.19, having faith in a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. 1 Timothy 1.19. As our time is up today, We right now will bend our knees and will pray. If someone in some way has received in their heart 
от Господа, который каким-то образом просветила его тьму, или же наоборот дала какую-то светлую надежду, что он может в своем состоянии, в котором он находится, бросить вызов этому состоянию. Потому что всякий раз, когда человек приходит к Богу, Такое чувство, что он не может подняться, что ему нет права на прощение. Сатана все время кричит, он обмачит, он лжец. Он говорит, у тебя нет права на прощение. Мы должны знать, что у вас есть право на прощение, которое дано Христом. И вы должны воспользоваться этим правом, не слушайте клиентника, у вас есть право. Не только на прощение, но и на оправдание. Not just Здесь for forgiveness, but justification тем, as well. Here at the altar, the Holy Spirit works to restore your relationship with God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you with my sins, with my shame, with a broken heart, with my dependence, with my fear, with my pain, with my phobias. I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, heal me, protect me, Remove my shame. I open up my heart for your powerful word in the Holy Spirit so that he may be a Lord of my life. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am justified, and I am saved. Amen. Your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you with his shining face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May sickness and weaknesses be cursed in your body and may they step away from you in your house. May all these blessings come upon you and be fulfilled upon you and the nation shall say, Amen. And now all of us together let us proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.